Welcome to the very first episode of the brand new C-Suite Tea podcast, where we're going to spill the tea on uh, how to move up the corporate ladder and be successful. I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited for this. Yes, and balance your life, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I am Kristen, and I am the CEO of a major uh, destination organization, and uh, it's a multi-billion dollar industry that we represent and a multi-million dollar organization and, um, you know, have moved my way up the corporate ladder and a variety of industries and you? I am Sharon. I'm the COO of this said organization. Um, I've been here for over 20 years. And I just, you know, I think I've experienced some, a lot of different elevations and you know, Leader, leadership, leadership styles. And yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, hopefully what we want to bring to this podcast and the listeners is some perspective, uh, for some real, real perspective from two uh, working moms who have made it in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've kind of bounced around and move around states and you have worked your way up through the organization for over 20 years. So hopefully between the two of us, we'll give you some good information yeah, and feedback. Make, and some good advice. Yeah, you know. exactly. And we're going to talk about things that are current and relevant and like I say, ripped from the headlines ripped as they would the say. Headlines. And uh, speaking of, you know, what's ripped from the headlines these days mm. is what you put on your resume and what is considered lying and or embellishing? Yes. What is considered, <laughs> quote unquote, embellishing? Yes. And uh, when you go too far. And, um, you know, so I think we're here to talk about should you fake it till you make it? Right, right. Or should you be really your authentic self and the and the pros and cons of both of those things? Yeah. And I think, you know, preparing for this podcast, we did a little bit of research. Yeah. So what'd you find uh, out? We found out, I found out that, in fact, 55% of Americans have lied on their resume at least once, according to a recent survey uh, from Standout CV where they surveyed 1,700 Americans, 18 or older, who were employed between October 12th and the 26th. I think it's just 55%. That's like a big staff. Over half. Yeah. That's over half. Yeah. And they admitted it. Uh, so you know it's higher than that. Right, Because those exactly. are just the number of people that actually admitted it on the survey. Yeah. Um, so other people are lying. And uh, so, I mean, Sharon, your job here is over 20 years. You've looked at millions of resumes. Uh, yes. And I think in my experience... Um, Doing the background search mm-hmm. and research prior to, you know, get getting the actual interview. Mm-hmm. You know, like I do, I look over a lot of resumes. I, got, I go off of what our department heads kind of push my way and say, like, you know, I'm really interested in this person. And I think that a lot of the times, you know, it's it does it's not glaring when they're you know whether it's a lie or an embellishment yeah you know it's hard to it's, it's hard, hard to, to know. really and, find and I think the larger the organization is yes you do more background checks but it it gets more and more difficult to vet those people mm-hmm. and and go through the process because especially in the workforce that we're dealing with right yeah. now there's been such a shortage yeah and so people just need like bodies just well, exactly. people with a pulse <laughs> you need you need human capital right exactly but I think um you know like you said the workforce that we're going through it, you really not only do you need bodies but as employers you need to make the right decision and you don't want to see that turnover that we've been seeing all over you know so it's really important to get all the facts right. and make sure that the person that you're interviewing and prospecting is really true to what they say they are yeah and for those of you who are the uh the job seekers uh interestingly enough another statistic that we found in our research is the most common lie on the resume what do you think it is oh oh yeah i don't know it's uh experience years of experience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
course, because everybody's trying to beef up their years of experience, and education. Mm -hmm. And this is an interesting topic, education. And we're going to talk about a lot of topics on this podcast as we continue to grow. And one of those is about education, because a lot of the mindset on that is actually changing, whether you even need a college degree or you can just get a certificate. And a lot of, uh, you know, universities are going towards more a certificate process. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a whole separate podcast in and of itself. But the interesting thing were was that uh, again, if you look at uh, what was it, resumebuilder.com? Yeah, resumebuilder.com. They found that eighty percent of applicants who lie on their resume report getting hired for those positions. Yeah, and one in three people have actually lied or embellished on their resume. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But the interesting part about that, and this is why it's pros and cons, is because uh, later on in that article, it said nearly half of those people that did get hired had their job rescinded after they were Mm -hmm. caught. Mm -hmm. And so, again, this is in the headlines because of Congressman George Santos, Mm -hmm. who, you know, is allegedly uh, lied on his resume or quote-unquote embellished. Yes. Um, And it's, you know, and a lot of people feel betrayed by that. And, you know, unfortunately, once you get elected, it's not like you just can rescind that job. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? But um, I think that's really the anomaly because most times if you get caught like that, Mm -hmm. lying on your resume, there is gra- there are grounds sure. to you know remove you from the organization. Sure. So I think his is the one cover. So I wouldn't recommend people right. doing that. Um, but I do think that you know what I was curious about is what your thoughts, Sharon. Again, as with all of your experience, where does embellishment start and lying? Where's you know, the fine where does, line? Where does embellishment end and lying starts? Sure. And I think that. Uh, going back to that prospecting and, and being the employer looking for that that employee, um, when you're doing the background check, like you said, there's different levels of background checking. I just do a pure Google search, you know, or a social media search. Yeah, we're always looking at your social media. We're always looking at your social media because, and they talk about this at, at different colleges too, is, you know, when applying for colleges, at, you know, if you're if you got, got like fish lips, or, if you're doing a lot of fish lips. <laughs> or crazy just photos so you know. on your social. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's important to be in that mindset of you're, we're in a public world now. I you know, everything is public. people this all the time. You know, my oldest daughter is in college mm-hmm. right now. And I see the things that some of her friends post. And they're in college, mm-hmm. not high school, meaning they're going to be looking for a job yes. probably in the next 18 to 24 months. Yes. And the bikini pictures mm-hmm. with like the Britney look, the Britney Spears like blank stare face, yes. which might be great while you're in college. Yeah. Let me tell you, employers are going to look at that mm-hmm. immediately. I-, I try to warn them and they and I don't know if they don't believe it. Right. Um, but I, I do find it interesting. I was looking at this topic of the difference between embellishment mm-hmm. and lying and it's interesting because uh, you know uh, George Santos used the uh, the example and everything is such semantics these days he said he was Jewish mm-hmm. and someone said you said you were Jewish and that's not your heritage and he said no I said I was Jewish I mean, this is literally what people are saying. I know. And like, you know, I'm, that's... I'm like, I don't know what's worse. I don't <laughs> right. know what's worse. Exactly. And I think when you get into these interviews and you, you're looking at these resumes and if you're questioning it as the employer, you know, it's important to ask that question flat out in the interview. You know, yeah. what can you elaborate a little bit? Right, you right, know? right. And just for those of you that are, again, you know, wondering mm-hmm. on your resume what mm-hmm. the difference is, uh, I looked at the dictionary and just so you know, embellishment is a heightened 
it, it's heightening the attractive attractiveness by adding decorative details. Mm. So it's like you know, little de- little decoration here, yeah, little sprinkles. Little. Uh, lying is making false statements with the intent to deceive. Right. So knowing when you are saying something that is untrue, yeah, that's lying. Right. If you're saying, you know, I, you know, I managed this group of people and you were really part of the group of people. Right. You know, right. maybe you weren't really the manager, the but you were, or, you took a leadership yes. role. That's embellishing. Yeah. Right. And yep. so, but it is a really fine line for people to understand because you want to set yourself apart on your resume. Yes. Where do you stand out and how do you stand out? And you want to make sure that you look, you put your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes um, people were, you know, in our in our research, they were saying, look, you've got to do something to help yourself stand out. And an embellishment is something if you feel like, I was saying, like, should you fake it till you make it? Right. And the difference is, if there is something that you feel like is standing in your way, mm-hmm. um, and you feel like without that one, you know, thing, if I just had a little bit more management experience, if I just had a little bit more time doing X, um, then I could be, I know I could be great at this job. Right, right. But if you don't know that, then you're just setting yourself up for failure, I yeah, feel like. I agree. And I think that, you know, Making sure that when you do land that job and you do, you, you may or may not have embellished a little bit, uh, make sure that you keep that in your mind set mm-hmm. while performing duties and doing those jobs yeah. where, you know, it's not a, um, an issue or it comes back to haunt you that you feel like, okay, you know, I may or may not have said that, you know, whatever. I think yeah. it's just important to know that if you're setting yourself up, make sure you can deliver. That's true, because you know what? It's funny. You think with every uh, new job Mm -hmm. opportunity, you know there's going to be a learning curve. Sure. Right? So everyone's going to come in, not, you know, even if you're great in your skill set and your background and everything on your resume is true, you're going to come in and you're going to have to learn. Mm -hmm. And so there is a time when you don't have to come in day one knowing everything. Right. You can read the handbook. You can read things. You can go through files. And that's okay for a while. But eventually. Yes. you, You know. Everybody, yes. we've we were saying uh, we've all been in these meetings where you smile and nod, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, and then you're like, do I really? And they're using vernacular or mm-hmm. uh, acronyms, mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't know what that means. Right? Should I should I ask, or is that going to make me sound right? right. <laughs> you know, we've where all been I in start? those yeah. situations, but I think that that compounds mm-hmm. over time. If you are trying to fake it till you make it, and you don't have the skill set, that's only gonna Last so long. I mean, and I think that's, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves is I'm still new after a year, you know, you're like now eight months or six, you know, like I would say six months, but I think it's one of the things that, you know, not like I kind of get annoyed with is Mm -hmm. just, you're no longer new. You've, you've been here for quite some time enough to know the organization enough to know what's happening, Mm -hmm. you know, and, whether or not you know where things are or what you know what was done in the past you still know what's going on in the moment you know what i mean i think that uh, just land it and and really dive in have you had have you experienced this you know i'm sure you have mm-hmm. and the many people that have come through the doors, doors of your organization yeah. Yeah. have you experienced somebody that's come in and has clearly uh embellished or overstated their skill set and came in here and really 
failed as an as an example. Yes, absolutely, and and that's when it becomes unfortunate. You know, it's yeah. it's not a good fit for yeah. either party, and I think you get to that point, and it's better off to learn that early on, obviously. Right. Um, but I think. You know, when you get to that point and you feel like you obviously don't know what goes on here or, yeah. you know, whatever, you don't know what's happening. It, it gets to that point where you have I to- worked with somebody one time at an organization. And in my experiences, your peers will see it faster than sure. the leadership sees it. Mm-hmm. Right. So your peers will almost immediately know that you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they'll give you a grace period, to your point, Yeah. Um, to learn it. But then after a while, it, they'll know how fast you should be picking the stuff up. And the peers will know. And, and at the time, I was I was the peer, and the leadership wasn't seeing it. But there was this IT guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm dating myself with some of this. But mm-hmm. he, he would come in and use all this lingo. And uh, I could still call any of my ex-colleagues from that job right now and say, paperless, wireless. <laughs> and they will know exactly who I'm talking about. I mean, he would use like jargon. Oh, we're going to go paperless, wireless, paperless, wireless, and everything's going to be electronic. And the leader, the, the leadership was like, oh, great. We're going to save so much money. Oh, my God. This yeah. is great. This guy is so awesome. He knows what he's doing. And they would walk around and just say weird stuff, paperless, wireless all the time. <laughs> and uh, so, you, again, you can do that. But I think that uh, the colors will always come show. out mm-hmm. and um and i do also think that if you are trying to every now and then it might work mm-hmm. you might go in give yourself that leg in the door you know and and you've seen it with things you know like devil wears prada or oh, whatever yeah, yeah um there's there's a, a bunch of examples of when you can just get an opportunity that you never would and if you if you work really hard and you put your whole heart into it and you and you take all the classes and you do the training and you spend all your time but um but if you don't do that and you can skate through, I think what it leads to is ultimate imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know you shouldn't be in that job. Yeah. You know you're, you're not qualified, and, and you know your peers know. Right, <laughs> And right. then you start to trip up, and then I don't know if you ever recover from that confidence dip. Oh, sure, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, especially like you said, it's imposter sy- syndrome, but now everybody's affected. You know, and and not just not just you, it's your peers, it's the organization, it's whatever you're, you know, doing incorrectly. Everybody's it's a it's a trickle down effect. It happens, you know, so quickly. And then, you know, like I said earlier, if you if you 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 need to live up to those standards that you put yourself on. Right. You're the one who put that there. You know, I, I think, you know, I think it's a fine line. Certainly you want to. Put your best foot forward. Every you know, don't don't come in and be basic on your resume. Right. And when you get the uh, opportunity for a job interview, you want to put yourself in in the best light and say all the great things about yourself and make sure yes, I can do that. Even if you're not sure you can do it, I'm going to try to do it. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you can achieve it with the right tools and resources, but if not, you know, not only will you maybe start to second guess yourself uh, through imposter syndrome, like I don't belong here and. I don't uh, have the skills and and that will follow you. It's really really hard to, yeah, overcome, to overcome that. that. And secondly, never forget, especially with social media, LinkedIn, all these things, it is a small world mm-hmm. out there and, you know, I I I pity George Santos sure. trying for whatever his next job opportunity oh, yeah. is. Um because everyone's going to remember that you were not authentic. And, you know, your character and your, um, 
your talent can go so far, but your character is everything. Oh, yeah. And once you're labeled as somebody that can't be trusted, that trust will never come back. Honesty is the best policy. <laughs> That's what I got to say. I think, yeah. honestly, in, in the end, I feel like, you know, you will always be known for who you portray yourself to be out right. there in the public, wherever it is. I think, you know, be honest and true to yourself and, and others. And, yeah, you know. honesty with a little bit of, you know, decorative details. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, which, again, kind of takes us back to, do. I understand fake it till you make it. I understand putting yourself forward uh, and making sure you understand what your career aspirations are, but make sure you're not doing something that could potentially tarnish your reputation mm -hmm. forever mm -hmm. um, because once you're labeled that person i mean we were talking about somebody coming in today and oh they've worked for other organizations around the country mm -hmm. that are similar to ours and i'm immediately going to call you know call them and, and find out yeah. and so whatever you're doing in your current organization it will follow you maybe not to your next jump but it will follow you so make sure you you do put your best foot forward embellishments are fine as far as you know making sure maybe you're not an expert in powerpoint but right. you can do a darn good one and you're going to take that class <laughs> exactly you know yeah and uh, or do some youtube videos and that's okay but um but don't blatantly lie about mm -hmm. things that you know are untrue 100 percent all right, so this was a good topic, and uh, we're going to cover got some fun stuff. Yeah, we're going to cover a lot of topics like this, and we also have a really great Instagram page called C Sweet T. That's just the letter C S U I T E T uh, T E A, and uh, you can DM us yeah. and and you can ask us what you'd like us to cover. Um, we've got a lot of topics related to workforce and dress codes and office affairs yeah, employer relations yes. you know what to you know ask on your interview yeah. or and what your like boss that. is really thinking of you yeah, when it. you say certain things because god knows we've heard some crazy sure stuff <laughs> in this in, in our time so uh, we're here to help you we're here to help you grow and um we're here to help you uh, have a work-life balance and be the best you can be so uh, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time see you next time